Welcome to the Redeem Evangelical Mission Tram Atlanta. This is a place where we gather together in quality praise and worship of the true and living God. Equipped with the world of God for growth and fellowship with one another. God bless you as you listen to this message. and set me on my feet because I was not standing he stood me where I'm supposed to stand I told you from the onset of this conference that what you hear is very important what you hear is very important my prayer is that every moment we spend together and fellowship around the world will never, never be wasted. Maximize it so that whatever God has predetermined for us will become beneficiaries. This morning, once again, is my honor and joy to bring to the microphone A man that I believe that God has raised for our generation. Whose anointing is touching different nations of the world. Lives being transformed. Imparting lives into people. And we are so honored that he's able to come all the way from Zimbabwe. Join me to welcome Bishop to the basement as he comes. A seed has the power to release blessing. A simple meal being cooked by a 90-year-old woman was activating a thousand-year blessing to feed her children in the desert day and night for 40 years. Good morning, everybody. Bishop, congratulations on 40 years of ministry here in this wonderful country. And thank you for being so faithful in all that God has entrusted to you. And congratulations to Bishop Peace and the Trim family. And I saw Uche busy everywhere and Kachi somewhere. God bless all of you. And all the leaders from Trem, God bless all of you. Thank you for being faithful. And uh, we're so grateful to be a part of some of Trem's great, great legacy. Please be seated. We love Lagos. Lagos is one of my favorite places in the world. I've always said that should I want to retire, I would want to retire in Lagos and spend my time in traffic, amen. <laughs> that will definitely keep one's heart going, amen. But I want to be to all of us watching online today, God richly bless you for the Trem family in Nigeria and those around the world in the Trem family. Congratulations on 40 years 
thank you for participating and supporting Bishop, uh, especially in this uh, conference. And also to all the viewers around the world, wherever you might be, those watching live and those possibly catching uh, the, the ministry later, thank you for your support. At some point you'll be asked to give an offering. Uh, please prepare one because as you give your offering, there's always a, a tangible release into your individual life, your household, and your ministry. Uh, I'm going to the book of Luke, chapter number 14. Luke, chapter number 14, starting from verse 16. Luke 14, verse 16. Luke 14, verse 1, 6, 16. Then he said, Then said he to him, A certain man made a great supper. So it's a certain man. It's not just a supper. It's a great supper. And he bade or called many many are called few are chosen and he sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden come semicolon for all things are now ready and they all with one consent began to make excuse the first said to him I have bought a piece of ground I must needs go see it I pray you have me excused verse 19 and another not the second and another said I have bought five yoke of oxen and I go to prove them. I pray you have me excused. Verse 20. And another said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. Verse 21. So that servant came and showed and told his master these things then the master being angry said to his servant go quickly go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in hither bring the poor bring the maimed bring the halt bring the blind and the servant said, Lord, it is done as you have commanded. And yet there is room. And the Lord said to the servant, go into the highways and hedges. And compel them to come in. That my house may be filled. For I say to you that none of those men which have been bidden shall taste of my supper father we thank you for your blessing in jesus name
The title of this message is twofold. The title is, He Married a Wife. He Married a Wife. Subtitle, The Glory of Ministry. The Glory of Ministry. Uh, every generation, sisters and brothers, has a criteria. We are called to a time, we are called to a people, we are called to a place, and we are called with the message, and we are called to solve and possibly resolve the challenges that we are faced with as ministers of the gospel. The minister, broad brush, is a phenomenal being because the minister, the preacher, man or woman leading a church does everything, does everything and very quickly with very little money. It's astounding to see what a minister can do. More so, it's difficult when you have a founder that doesn't have an organizational structure that has overseas roots in, in an African case, that has uh, a war chest of revenue that they can generally sometimes forward to one to purchase land and help facilitate a building, etc., etc. But if you are a founder, as Bishop is, as we are, uh, if it's not for the benevolent generosity of the people that we have, which you are, or partners that are sympathizers and patronizers of our ministry in various places which we are privileged to have been, it's very difficult to raise money, raise support uh, for what we have to do, not just in a local setting, but in Trem's case, in Jabula's case, 27 countries and 35 with a presence. And we are expected to, to assist financially. It's very difficult. And then, uh, somewhere down the line, we have to remember we have a wife and we have to remember we have children uh, who have to go to good schools and possibly get a good birthday gift or Christmas present or some sort of a vacation. And so it's quite remarkable to see what was built here, not just in terms of a building, but an actual ministry. And I was so grateful that Papa Ayo began to share in his preface of his message last night some of the journey and Bishop Mike preempting Papa Ayo's message by saying he is faithful to have come from when they began and talked about some time in a humble setting when they were flooded out. It was very meaningful to me because when you understand the journey you can then understand the man that has embarked on the journey. And so, when God places us in a locale, it's for a reason. 
It's for a reason. If you have not discovered the reason, you shall. Uh, different methods have to be used for ministry in different places. The general rule for ministry is obedience. And that's not always easy. Obedience is important. But sacrifice is also required. Obedience is better than sacrifice. But obedience must be joined with sacrifice. God has joined obedience and sacrifice. Go and offer your son. He obeyed. But the fact that he obeyed meant he also had to carry a sacrifice. And so to be in ministry requires great sacrifice. In some cases, your entire life. Part of being in ministry and being relevant in decades is important. Relevance is so important. I remember in the 70s when we began ministry, Andre Crouch had just come out. And the ministry I was from forbid us to listen to Andre Crouch because they used drums in their music. We were not allowed to listen to gospel music with drums. I wonder what they would have felt today. And so we've come a long way. There were many things we were not allowed to do, many things that were cultural and many things uh, were preferences that were made theological viewpoints and theological standards. Uh, some still today. Uh, our, our group was not allowed to read a newspaper, watch television, listen to the radio, take any medicine. We weren't allowed to take coffee because that was uh, a drug. Coca-Cola was taken out the way. Uh, my, my parents already had 10 children, so they were fortunate that they we had 10 children because others weren't allowed to have so much fun. <laughs> and so when you are transcending generations, your mind has got to be full. Your mind has got to be full because you are expected to be a kingdom provider and you are expected to touch people in all walks of life on all levels as you'll see in this story parable i am preaching right now possibly to somebody in japan i'm preaching to somebody who possibly uh, is living in a country in south america that look towards uh, contraception in a different way that we would in an environment. I'm preaching to individuals who are subject to human rights violations in their nation and political views that are very strong. On our weekly uh, chat group for Tudor Bismarck Ministries and Jabula, we have a number of people that text us and thank us 
for our consistency in ministry from Afghanistan, from Nepal. And so as the camera here rightfully would scan the crowd and scan the, the church, there are people who did really are not having church the way we are or don't know how to have church. So they'll watch this program, they'll watch this conference. They are taking notes on the screen, the flags, the chairs, the choirs, the aesthetics, and they are watching you sleeping, uh, and they are possibly assuming you are meditating on the very deep things that Bishop is saying, and they are thinking maybe we should meditate as this person is meditating. They are watching your clothes, watching your body language. I watch body language. If, if a person is slouching, they're not interested in what I'm saying. If they are leaning in, I've made a good point. And so just remember that everything at all times is being, is being used, utilized as a teaching moment. We use occasions where gatherings are to develop what I call uh, gathering psychology of the type of message, the type of individuals, so that the next time we don't make the same mistakes or the next time we add more to what we're doing right. Because it's all about thought. And so this man was a kingdom provider and he took it upon himself to have a great supper. Everyone say a great supper. I need a little bit of passion behind your mouth. Say a great supper. So the great supper then means that the grand master, whoever it is, in this case is possibly Jesus, uh, and there's other cases we will mention, is now inviting the top tier of ministry to what he has prepared. It's a five-fold ministry gifting, as you will see. And he's offering all kinds of things. It's obvious this great supper is designed for those who by reason of use have had their senses exercised and they are using their gift this is uh, hebrews chapter number five the last few verses and they are by reason of use having their senses exercised they are not users of the milk of milk because they are not babes they are not babes they are given to strong meat <coughs> strong meat belongs to them who are mature we are sick of being in environments where we have to give pastors milk sign for strong meat everybody say strong meat and so he had a heart to have a good supper everyone say a heart number two he had a mouth to declare there's a great supper number three he had the hands to prepare for the great supper number four he had servants to send out and servants to prepare and to serve okay the scripture talks about the servants in verse 17 he says his servants in verse 21 of of Luke chapter 14 he says that servant in verse 21 again he says his servant in verse 22 and 23 he just uses the word servant 
So there are categories of servants. That servant, his servant, servants serving this great house, preparing a great supper. This conference has prepared a great supper by a great man. And the best have been requested to come. And you are here. So let's deal now with a number of issues. When the supper was ready, all that were bidden gave excuses. The first one said, I bought a piece of ground. Say that. The second one said, I bought a cow. The third one said, I married a wife. All legitimate functions. I have bought a key piece of ground. And so the Bible is, is telling us that we must buy the truth and sell it not. There's nothing wrong with a person buying a piece of ground. But not at the expense of a great supper that's going to offer you many, many, many options. Ministry options. Doors that open. Surely, if there's a great man that's provided a great supper and he's invited you, perhaps he could have saved you money and maybe donated a piece of ground as opposed to you having to buy a piece of ground. The second one said, I have bought five yoke of oxen in other words i have attained to a five-fold ministry and i'm trying to plow my ground i'm trying to plow my ground with this five-fold ministry of, of uh, uh five-fold ministry gifting ephesians 4 verse 11. i'm trying I i'm trying to to do something but it's, it's possible that if he had gone to this great supper, he would have been given grace and assistance as Elijah provided for Elisha. And the third one said, I married a wife. In other words, I married to a program. I'm not saying that a wife is a program. She's watching in the green room and taking notes. I have married a wife. The scripture says that when a man marries a wife first year, stay at home, make her happy. And then look after her there and thereafter. And so there are times uh, we are so involved in what we have married that we don't take time to be part of great suppers. There may be pastors that were invited to this great supper that needed the meeting more than you sitting here but they have chosen not to come because they are married to a smaller grass building somewhere they are married to a little business that doesn't mean too much so let's now go into phase two of this message phase two of this message the three individuals represent Number one, in the tabernacle of Moses, they represent three dimensions. The courtyard. I bought a piece of ground. The holy place. I bought 
a number of oxen. The holiest of holies, the place of intimacy, I married a wife. And so, all ministry is dimensional. And each dimension has its own level of glory. But you have to break through into the dimension above that. So when you enter into this dimension of the courtyard, you enter in with thanksgiving and praise. And you come with the efficacious blood of Jesus to cleanse all things. But once that has been done, you now have to enter in to the holy place. You have to enter in with oil anointing for the lamps, bread that is 12 loaves, which is foundation. So now you are entering with great structure. You're coming into the second dimension of ministry with great structure. There are seven lamps which are the expressions of the church ages, expressions of the seven spirits of God, expressions of the seven parables that Jesus taught in Matthew 13, expressions of the seven days of the week in which God sends seven mercies, a mercy for each day, expressions of the seven pillars of wisdom. And so when you enter into the holy place, the second dimension, you are no longer blessed with the light of the sun, you now have to light the candles, prepare the oil for the candles. You can't enter in there without having washed many times and prepared yourself. And then you have to study to show yourself the proof unto God by eating the table, eating the bread on the table of showbread. You have to. And then your worship on the altar of incense which is mandatory, has to be raised up at the same standard or higher in the morning and in the evening. Early in the morning while I seek him, I bring my evening sacrifice. And that is a sacrifice of incense that's a five-fold incense. It's galbanum, it's stacti, it's onacha, it's frankincense and salt. A five-fold anointing placed on the altar and the smoke has to fill the temple or the tabernacle it is mandatory it is the second level of glory the second level of anointing the second level of ministry that you have to pursue through and then there's the holiest of holies that's pursuing in an intimate manner a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ to get to know him a lot more a lot closer a lot deeper so let me come back to the man is everybody with me am I way out there are you with me all right at least wave at me amen thank you and so this great man preparing a great supper wants to have a great intimate relationship with levels of ministry that he is inviting he's been there he's inviting them and he's going to show them how he did it so they also can do it and so uh, he when these individuals refused to come he then sent out his servant 
He said, go and find the following people. The poor, the maimed, the halt, the blind. Notice, the poor are in the streets. The poor are in the streets. The greatest killer in Africa is malaria. But I would dare to say a killer greater than malaria is poverty. Poverty is a killer. And if you look at the streets of Africa, you know, when we were flying uh, into Addis and out of Addis, flying into Lagos and uh, into almost every city, from the air, many cities in Africa look the same. There are no straight lines, small huts, zinc roofs, all look the same because of poverty. And we have the lion's share of Africans in 2021 in the streets. And street life is really tough. Any city on the continent, even South Africa, we have people dealing and selling on the streets because there are no jobs, there's uh, no opportunities provided for them, and so they'll sell anything from a mother-in-law to a bottle of water. They'll sell anything. Everything on our continent has value. Everything. I saw a guy recycling, or heard of a guy recycling masks in, in one country where there's so much poverty. Others are becoming more uh, enterprising by making out of plastic bottles masks and so on and so forth. What someone's throwing away, someone is recycling. And so the poor are in the streets. And so he says, number one, let's deal with poverty. If this high level and echelon of people that have attained won't come, let's now deal with poverty. Let's design our messages. Let's design our dinner. Let's design our table. Let's design our plates, spoons, cups on the table to address poverty issues. Shout, I've got to be rich. That's not strong enough. Listen, if you have a PhD, somebody made a sacrifice for you to go from junior school to high school to do a level in our case to go to under uh, to go to uh, 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 bachelor's undergrad grad whatever whatever somebody paid now that you have gone to the table of big people you should now be going to the streets and find some poor kid and go with them all the way until they graduate we have to address poverty in a very significant way and this is not new to you the maimed the maimed the maimed these are individuals that have been injured by life they have been injured by life every african person has a, a bad story of something that happened to you in your life and they are thousands, tens of thousands, yay, millions, sitting in our churches with life injuries. Some because of political challenges, economic challenges, social challenges, domestic challenges, 
economic financial challenges, some even wounded and hurt in churches, some deliberately, some unknowingly. But we have people that are maimed. We've got to make sure that part of our great supper deals with wounded and injured people. Some sitting here, some that are pastors that still have not forgiven. Every day I pray for wisdom, which is a great challenge. I've done that from September the 9th, 1969, when my mother, as a Muslim girl, encouraged me to pray for wisdom because I struggled as a boy. I was put back three times in school, three times. I was very sickly. One of my school teachers broke a blackboard ruler on my head because he said, Bismarck, say the slave's poem. I couldn't remember it because I was panicking. And for sure, because I couldn't say the slave's poem and, and I was panicking, he came and beat me on my head and broke the ruler on the back of my head. Well, that's why I'm brain damaged. My headmaster, for some reason, I don't even know what I did. He was six foot five, six foot six. He beat me one day with the keys of all the dormitories in that hostel. And he hit me so hard, yeah, broke my nose, blood was going everywhere. And then he beat me for putting blood on the red squares. And he beat me with the hippo's tail. And then told me to clean the red squares. And then beat me because I removed the red polish from the red squares. Turn to your neighbor say we all have a story. And so in my Lord's Prayer, which is the second thing I do, I pray the Lord's Prayer every day. And I get stuck. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those. And I'm discovering that there may be people I'm still struggling to forgive. So I call these people by name <laughs> and ask God to forgive them for what they did to me. Perhaps it's made me a better person, I don't know. But I could have been so much better if it didn't hit me and break my nose with keys. Do not do to others what has been done to you. He then called the maimed. The Bible says they were in the lanes. They were not on the streets. Maimed people are not on the streets. They're in lanes. They, they hide away in lanes. They hide away in church ministries, in departments. Hide away in choirs. Hide away behind a microphone, behind a camera, serving in security. But they are maimed. They have to come to your supper. Number three, the halt. The halt. These are individuals that life has crippled them. It's the Mephibosheths. It's those like the man in Acts chapter number 3 who was born lame from his mother's womb. They do not have the ability to walk for themselves. They cannot walk through education. They cannot walk through ge generating money. They cannot walk through dealing with challenges in their life. They cannot walk through impediments that life gives them. They cannot walk through challenges that political systems in respective countries have handed down to them. They cannot walk through violations 
uh, that have been perpetrated against them, whether it's a human rights violation, a domestic violation, whatever the case might be, lame in the legs, they are maimed, they can't walk for themselves. And where are they? The Bible says they are on the highways. Highways. Which means these are people groups. Their challenges come from people groups, tribal groupings. In Zimbabwe we have several people groups. I'm from the south. We are Indibelas. The Indibelas are an offshoot from the Zulus in Durban, Natal, KwaZulu Natal. And when Shaka made a demand, the, gen, the great King Shaka made a demand on Mzilikazi, the general who had sent out to fight a group of white people, British, that were taking land and killing people. The rule was if you lose a battle, you kill yourself in what the Japanese call Sipuku, out there, because you have disgraced the Zulus. So you just fall on your spear and don't come back. General Mzilikazi came and said to King Shaka, we were not fighting men because Zulu law makes provision for men fighting men. He said we were fighting gods. Firstly, these were white things we had never seen before. Secondly, we would hear at, uh, uh, see smoke there and suddenly there'd be some sort of, in my own words, an explosion here. We have never seen that, trying to explain cannon fire. And King Shaka and his advisor said, nonetheless, you have lost. These people will not fear us anymore if they are people. These gods will not fear us if they are gods. We have to now invoke the spirits of our gods. You have to kill yourself. And he refused. And he moved with his impi, thousands and thousands of men, north, all the way crossing into what is now Zimbabwe, what was Rhodesia back then, to uh, a province in Zimbabwe in the south called Matabili Land. Matabili Land, where the Matabilis are. We speak a version of Shona, I want a version of Zulu. And so the Matabilis think differently and have a different structure of loyalty there. In the north, which is two-thirds of the country, basically, uh, are the Shona people. They are many people groups joined by the Shona language. And they have different accents depending on where you come, but it's one language. And so it's very difficult system, brothers, to, to evangelize an entire nation if you don't understand what's on the highway. Nigerians drive on the right side of the road. We drive on the left side of the road. I would say that they are both right. Because I drive on the left side of the road there, I can't come here and violate a highway. 
And so, remember that when you are inviting people that have been crippled and they are on the highway of life as people groups, they have a right to the food. They have a right to the food. Ask Mufibuzef. They have a right to the food. Let's make sure we dispense good meat. Please, pastors, let's build quality ministries. Not buildings. Quality people. That can build people from poverty to riches. From no house to mansions. From no shoes to shoe factories. We must commit in the 21st century to build quality ministry, that ministry. Thus, glory in ministry. And then the last one is quite an amazing person. The blind person. Where were the blind? He says the blind were in the hedges. Bartimaeus was not in a hedge. Those two men that asked Jesus to heal them, they were not in a hedge. What is he talking about? A hedge, as you will see in Job chapter number 1 and verse 5. A hedge is God's protection. When you are a covenant person, the Bible says that God will put a hedge around you. Verse 7. <laughs> Verse number 8. Satan's walking up and down. Have you considered Job? Verse 8. Have you considered Job? Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Verse number 9. Satan answered and said to the Lord, Job doesn't serve you for such. He doesn't serve you for zero. And Satan makes this confession in verse 10. The first thing, the first thing, the first thing that came out of the devil's mouth, the first thing, you have made a hedge about him. There are many here, many all over, that are covenant people, that God has made a hedge, but you are blind. You are blind to who you are. You don't know who you are. You are blind to the fact that you are a black woman in Nigeria, Ibu, Yoruba, whatever. You are blind that you are a black African woman, a black African woman Zimbabwean, a 56-year-old black African woman. You are blind. You are blind to the purpose. You are blind that you are a black African man that comes from the north found your way in the south you are from the east trying to go to the west you are protected by a hedge but blind in the hedge you are blind to the fact or shall i say we we are blind to the fact of what the power of the blood of jesus can actually do what grace can actually do what power we actually have what miracles we can actually perform what signs and wonders can be done by our hands? We are blind as to what our true gifts are. I'm shocked when people tell me that I'm a gifted person. It's not that I'm not, it's just that I'm blind. Others see in me what I don't see in myself. I'm blind. The 
disciples were blind a hedge around them they couldn't see Jesus who he really was and told three don't tell these others until after the resurrection a hedge but blind you are in this church and there's a hedge made around you firstly by Almighty God secondly by Bishop himself and mom they have brought a hedge around you to protect you to keep you to 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 make sure that you are healthy and wealthy in ministry but you are blind you can give 200 million to MacGyver on some sort of an island somewhere whatever whatever but here kingdom life is coming next year right Bishop 2022 can you believe 2022 is coming so start now every leader every pastor do not come to kingdom life come on pastors say I'm not blind say I'm not blind say I'm not blind so let's do this for next year teaching are going to come whether we are on the schedule or not and I'm not putting my name out to advertise that I'm coming we will be here for a number of reasons I want to be here with 2222 US dollars because I want my tools to line up here in this place so in other words Papa has put a hedge around us he's one of our greatest supporters as a family as a couple as a ministry but also with the Council of African Apostles he is the big elephant that has protected us in that role in that function we, we we are protected by a hedge but we can't be blind as children and chichi we have to come here and recognize the man and he's so humble and so modest but we have to recognize the man and come to his supper with something you can't come to a man's house to eat his food and you don't bring something we are shanya. Let me finish with this. For every leader here, I pray, number one, that you can go to the supper and still buy a piece of ground. The supper was not for one year. The supper was for one night. I'm sure you can go to the supper and still buy a piece of ground you shall go to the supper and many of you will attain buildings and a piece of land and number two you can go to the supper and still buy a five-fold ministry five yoke of oxen and they will plow and the oxen will be healthy they will be strong they will be multi-generation you will have eaten well imagine you got five yoke of oxen now it's time to plow you are hungry you can't use them because you are hungry but the man has provided food for you you are strong now because you have eaten and you can plow you will buy five yoke of oxen you will plow you will plow in the fields 
And number three, you will marry a wife. God is going to bring something or some things to you that you are going to marry. Somebody doesn't want to get married. You will marry millionaire status. It won't just be a dream. You, you have been courting this woman called millionaire status for the last 15 years. You, you've been courting her. You've been giving her gifts Sundays in church. You've gone to seminars, but you've not married. Uh, you, you will marry the status. You, you shall marry. You will marry. You've been talking about getting a building, a piece of land, a passport, a visa. This is the season for marriages. There are things that you have only talked about. You are about to marry. You are going to marry a wife. Till death do you part. Once that becomes a part of your life, it will never ever leave you. From when God marries you to that thing, it will never ever leave you. Give someone a high five. Say get ready to get married. Come on Tammy. Say get ready to get married. I've been single for too long. But it's time I marry some money. It's time I marry some land. It's time I marry some oxen. I refuse to be blind. I refuse to be maimed. I refuse to be halt. I refuse to be refused. I've been called to a mighty supper. I'm building this ministry by the grace of God, by the strength he has given me, by the power in my life. And I'm calling God to bless me with a big supper. Miracles, signs and wonders, the supernatural, the gifts of the spirit, the royal gifts of wisdom, love and happiness, the joy of the Lord being my strength. I'm asking God to let me build the wall in 52 days. I've been trying for the last 50 days. Let's have problems, but God is helping me now. I'm about to go to a place no one has ever been. He married a wife. You marry the ministry, you marry the future, you marry your destiny. Give the Lord a praise for what He is about to do in your life. I said, It's time, it's time to marry vision. Shall Lord give me vision? Shout, Lord, give me vision. Too many people are perishing. Give me vision. Shout, Lord, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom. Say, Lord, give me understanding. Say, Lord, give me knowledge. People are perishing for lack of knowledge. Shout, Lord. Give me some money. Money answers things. Give me some money. Shout, Lord. Give me anointing to break yokes. Anoint me. Anoint my head.
with oil. Let it go down to my garments. Lord, bless me now. If you are a lady that is in ministry, and I will exclude you being called to serve your husband. I won't say because every woman is called to serve her husband. I'm talking about actual ministry as it pertains to church. A Sunday school teacher, a children's ministry teacher, a fivefold gift, a, a prophet, a apostle, a bishop. If you are a lady in ministry, please can you come? Because for some reason, the categories in this parable were all male features. Can you please come quickly? You are in the category of the daughters of how do you pronounce his name? Zelophehad. Zelophehad, who made a demand on Joshua and said, It's not our fault, our father didn't have sons, but we do not have an inheritance. You are in the category of Job's daughters. Job chapter number 42, the last two verses, please. You are in that category. You are going to raise your right hand like this. Like you are facing a chief justice or a judge. And your response will be, so help me God. Say that. Verse 15. And in all the land, there were no women found so fair. And where the word the daughters are, you are going to put your name. In all the land, they were found, there were no women found so fair as, and you say your name. I want you to do that three times. Again. One more time. It is so in your life. Be it so unto me. It is so in your life. I command what you have declared, what you have stated from the scripture. It is so in your life. You will buy a piece of land. You will buy oxen. You will marry an entity that will support you. We command your ministry to grow. We command your ministry to be fruitful. We command your ministry to expand. Shout, it is so. And their father gave them an inheritance. And so where the word them is, you are going to say, the father has given the inheritance. Don't use me. Use your name. Okay, let's go. Number one. 
again one more time praise God for the inheritance that's coming praise God for a generation and inheritance that's coming it's coming quickly you are coming to the dinner you are coming to the supper you are coming to the breakthrough you are coming with power signs and wonders miracles in your hands all the women that believe it clap your hands and praise God for being invited you are being invited I've done my Bible study but let me go back to you again the one man said I can't come I bought a piece of ground the other man said I can't come I bought oxen the other man said I married a wife but then there are other categories the hearts the mains da 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 there were no genders put there so that includes this bunch over here initially you were not invited but you are now invited whatever your name is shout it three times Chi Chi is invited come on turn to your sister say you are invited we are going together we are going to be successful together we are going to Dubai together we are building strong ministry together we are building hospitals and orphanages we are getting contracts we are building highways and freeways we brothers be happy for the sisters come on brothers be happy for the sisters hallelujah 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 go back to Job 42 verse 15 oh that sounds good right there first next one 16 can you go to verse 14 I'm looking for something In chapter number one he just said job had seven sons and three daughters but at the end of the story verse number 14 turn to your neighbor and say I also have a name I also say I also have a name I have, a name. I have a name now I'm not sowing discord or I'm not sowing you are a mature group I'm not telling you to leave your husband and go start a church you know and call it set free ministries no you understand what I'm saying amen I pray that in this season you must respond when I say respond it is so I pray that in this season that gifts will be brought to you it is so I pray that in this season gifts will be brought to you I pray that in this season for all the loss harvest will come I pray that in this season for all the pain healing has come I pray for all the times that you have been put down you are about to be elevated I pray for all the times that you have been denied you are now accepted I pray for all the times that you have been isolated you are now coming as a company I pray that 2022 will be a year of open doors and breakthrough I say to you 
sisters of the of this church my sisters in the slaughter that God is about to put money in your hands property in your hands business in your hands breakthrough in your hands miracle in your hands a word in your mouth an ear to hear a mouth to speak that God is doing it for you shout three times it is so it is so it is so give God a praise give him a praise give him a praise give him a praise praise him because it is so go back to your seats praising go back to your seats praising go back to your seats praising Father, we now pray a blessing on this entire August group of leaders. We pray a blessing on each leader in a significant way. Bless because you have commanded us to bless. And last and definitely not least, bless Bishop Mike Akwankwa. Bless his lovely wife, Bishop Peace Akwankwa. Bless Kachi and bless our baby girl, baby girl Uche. Let 2022 cause her to need vitamin E oil in such a big way amen she will need vitamin E oil because of all the stretch marks in the name of Jesus thank you for listening to another message God's blessing be with you now and forever for counseling Email trem at tremusa.org. Remain blessed.